get this go. show on the road? Yep, let's do it. We, we got, got some places to be. Mandalorian to check out tonight, so I'm very excited for that. All right, well, let's get into it. Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm Jordan, sitting across from me here is Dr. Sleep himself, Daniel. Because I love to sleep and I'm waiting for that eternal slumber. That's right. Today we are talking the new, I almost said Stanley Kubrick movie. <laughs> We're talking the new Stephen King novel adaptation, Dr. Sleep here, starring one Ian McGregor and Rebecca Ferguson. Sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's go to sleep. Cheers. Cheers. Well, before we get into it, let's talk about what we're drinking. Daniel, what did you bring this week for Drink and Tell? So this week I brought uh, a winter ale but from Ten Barrel Brewing Company, Pray for Snow Winter Ale, which I don't think I've had this one before. And I am, I'm a sucker for winter ales. I really like them a lot. But Isn't I don't it know. ironic that the heavier beers are the ones you drink in the winter when you are doing less stuff outside? Yeah. Kind of ironic. It's comfort food. But it's delicious nonetheless. I like it. All right, cool. Well, let's get into some things here. Let's talk about some movie news. Daniel, what do you got this week? Okay, so the first thing I have is kind of movie news slash trailer, but holy shit, Jordan, they did it. Those psycho VF VFX artists actually pulled it off because we got the new trailer for the new Sonic movie coming out in 2020 and sonic looks a hundred percent better the movie actually looks fun like it looks like they actually might be able to write the ship yes i uh saw that today and i gotta say i was pleasantly surprised on how good the trailer looked yeah i mean not like, just sonic himself but just how good in general the movie looked yeah like it had a, a beginning shot of like you know like sonic's homeworld like that classic people remember from like the that actual was sega cool. games yeah i like that I don't know. It's, it looks like they figured out how to market it, and hopefully it'll be fun. I hope so. I got to give mad respect to the Paramount, though, for listening to fans when they were like, this looks like dog shit, and going back and making some corrections. And also, like, hats off to all the guys who are working overtime to make this happen and redesign Sonic. Which I think, alone just for that, though, we should uh, probably go see this opening weekend just to support them. Whether it's good or bad, we should still give them some love and support for just actually listening to the fans and doing something like this. They better be getting some fat bonuses if this movie does well. Because this movie's going to do pretty well just out of curiosity alone. I hope so, because it actually does look fun. So yeah, hopefully a lot of parents take their kids and it's just a good time at the theater. And a good way to introduce your kids to a retro character. Yep. Who's? I mean, he's arguably been around, but it's it looks fun. I'm excited. So next, all right, we have some surprising... It just seems like every week we get a new Batman casting. This week is another Batman casting with Matthew McConaughey cast as Harvey Dent with the intention of turning him into Two-Face eventually. Awesome. Yeah, hopefully they don't throw all the villains in a, in one movie. But yeah, have Harvey Dent in there at least mentioned. Maybe a little bit of him at the end and then like the next movie, Two-Face. Yeah, I just I love how they're casting all these like big Batman villains. It sounds... It just feels like they're building, they're planning to build up the world because you only ever see like one villain. But Batman interacts with random villains all the time. And I think if they pull this off correctly, this could be a really fun movie. 
And I'm still like, this is probably one of my most anticipated movies. Is this coming out 20 or 21? I think it's 21. Okay. So, so i got a little bit still. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to it. All right. Uh, next, we have Disney in the news. One, Disney Plus launches today or a couple days from now when you're listening to this. And so a couple days ago. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a couple days ago from now, even though today's the day. And hopefully we'll be able to be talking some Mandalorian next next week. But right now Disney Plus got some service issues, so hopefully they're gonna resolve that so I can watch some Mandalorian. But and in Disney, also in Disney News, Disney has started pushing Avengers Endgame for 14 Oscar categories. And it, that sounded like a lot to me. N- me being like a pleb, don't really know how many Oscar categories they are. So I looked it up. I'm like, that's got to be at least half of them. And it, the answer I got is it might be at least half of them. Because when I looked it up, the official answer was they have at least 27 categories. <laughs> I don't really know why there's not an exact number. But so they're getting pushed for at least half of them. And there's too many to count, so I'm not going to go through them. Look it up. <laughs> well, cool. Definitely on the FX side of things, I'm sure. Yeah. And I do know that one of the ones I did w- want to actually know was that they're pushing Robert Downey Jr. for Best Supporting Actor. Which makes sense. Like, he had a great arc throughout the Yeah, season. if anything, that's just a trophy for the entire thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, here you go. Thanks for the last 10 years. <laughs> like, thanks, John Favreau. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, that would be exciting to see. Uh, Oscar season is coming up here. Yeah, I know. We're almost there. Now, the last thing in the the weirdest news I read this week, and I know we, we talked about it before, was that James Dean got cast in a new movie. Heard about this. They were talking about it on a podcast that I listened to. Yeah. And the weird thing... I mean, it's weird to me because uh, James Dean has been dead for like 50 years, right? Like somewhere around there? It's almost 65. Almost he 60. He died in 1955. Oh, shit. So, yeah. So at He's le- been dead for a while. He's been dead for, for a while. And I just think this is the craziest thing that you decide to cast James Dean in a movie that you're making. Now, while I don't like it, I think it's really weird, Mike. Just I'm like why. curious to see what they would do and how they would resurrect him. I don't know if it's going to be 100% CGI. From what it sounds like, though, they're going to take footage from his previous films and just any any kind of photos and footage they can get to try and put it together. Or just 100%. I don't know. It didn't sound like they were 100% CGIing him. He's going to have like a actor stand-in who's delivering the lines, but they're going to like essentially put James Dean's face on it. I don't know. It's just so weird. I heard, I heard they got the permission from his cousins that are still around. I'm like, was it their his, his cousins? cousins? Is what I heard. I heard that it was just family members that gave the go ahead. So no, I, I heard it was cousins. Okay, so I mean, technically still family, but it's just it's weird. Like, I mean, I guess that's good that they asked permission, but is it's in shame. It's not the first time we've seen dead characters resurrected, but like most notably in Star Wars Rogue One, uh, guy who plays Grand. Master Tarkin? I don't remember. Grand Moff Tarkin? Yeah, yeah, that one. Sorry, I don't know why I couldn't think of his name. But like, but he, arguably, he was previously in the Star Wars movies. Right. 
as that character. So yeah, I mean that stuff's coming along. It's coming along. It's but it's just so weird. I don't know. I'm 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 kind of mixed about this. I guess I'm curious to see how they pull it off if they can pull it off. At the same time, I'm like, just let the dead rest. Yeah, it just feels like more novelty than anything else. Like how they had like the Tupac hologram, how they had, I don't know, there was some other hologram stuff that happened. It's just, it seems more gimmicky and novelty than anything else. Yeah, I mean, like apparently people saw this coming. Like I actually read an article that uh, Robin Williams, like one of his, like, di- like one of the family stipulations not to use his image or likeness for like 60 plus years after his death. Like, so no one's going to be CGIing, you know, the genie or, you know, Robin Williams in anything anytime soon. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's nice to have your legend live on, but I mean, I got him. He's sitting right there on my wall. I think the legend lives on well enough. <laughs> I don't know what you're pointing at because you, your poster's over there. It's right there. Oh, well, that too. <laughs> okay, so I got a couple. Jeez. You got a couple. I can't even see the one you're pointing at. I'm pointing at, at the one of him and Monroe right there on the couch. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. But yes, Rebel right there. The legend lives on. He had right. so many causes. <laughs> all right. Moving on here. Anything else? No, Damon that's... Chazelle news at all? Oh, you're right. I forgot to put this in, but we talked about this yesterday. We're both big Damien Giselle fans. Whiplash, La La Land, First Man. Well, now he's got a new project coming up. You said it was a Hollywood period piece. That's all I gather. It's called Babylon, and it's a Hollywood takes place in old Hollywood. Is all I kind of gathered from it. I don't really know the premise yet. I don't think they're really giving away the premise, but they've so far um, some folks that are attached to it is Emma Stone and Brad Pitt. Awesome. Which cool casting right there. I'm all in. Yeah. Sweet. I, I'm excited to see it. Regardless of first man, you know, being slow for some folks, I guess. I haven't been disappointed with the Chazelle movie yet, so I look forward to whatever he's got coming next. Not yet. And I've literally, I don't know what it is, but I've been really, like, gotten a huge urge to, like, watch Whiplash again. Yeah. I uh, I think I think it's on our movies anyway. It is. That's account. how I watched it last time. Okay. And yes. I just want to watch it again. It's so good. Whiplash. All right, cool. Well, let's move on here, Daniel, to a segment we like to call other junk we saw this week i've got a couple things i was just you know assigned my mo- a movie this week and daniel do you have anything going i actually wasn't able to watch any movies this week besides um excuse me besides our movie of the week it's just been a busy week sold my car like it's car shopping it's just nuts oh nice nice so excuses excuses yeah sorry i i wasn't even able to see dr sleep till last night okay that's all i got all right well i'll just talk about my sign one i mean that's about it daniel signed me chinatown starring jack nicholson and faye dunaway have you seen this daniel i haven't it was just for some reason it was on the top of my mind when i was trying to assign you a movie last week because you had gone on about you knocking off a lot of afi top 100 lists and i'm like oh chinatown that's on there it's It's on on there so yeah a private detective hired to expose an adulterer finds himself caught up in a web of Deceit, corruption, and murder. So that's kind of in a nutshell version of it. But yeah, great movie. Um, yeah, it's on the AFI 100 top top 100 list for a reason. Awesome movie. Great performances by everybody. Not just Jack Nicholson and Faye Dunaway, but just everybody that's involved. Uh, this is a Roman Polanski film. I don't know if you remember seeing him in a little 
movie called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I did. I did. Roman Polanski directed this. Yeah, it takes place in 1930s, like mid-1930s Los Angeles. And it's kind of cool because they do the um, the credit scene up front to make it look kind of like a 1930s movie. Right. So that's kind of cool. But yeah, I would definitely say check it out. It is streaming right now on Amazon Prime. So check it out. Sweet. Chinatown. Sweet. Awesome. All right, well, Daniel, let's get into our movie on tap this week, and let's talk some Dr. Sleep. Insert shining. (laughs) But actually put the shining music in. Okay, well, let's talk some Dr. Sleep here. We've got written and directed by Mike Flanagan, adapted from a Stephen King novel. Which When did that novel come out? 2011? 2013. 2013, okay. So, not too long ago. Okay. So, yeah, I wasn't even aware until I started seeing previews for this that there was a sequel to The Shining. So, shows how much I pay attention. But, yeah, starring Ian McGregor, Rebecca Ferguson, Kylie Curran, Jacob Tremblay, and Cliff Curtis our you know, main cast members. There's a bunch of cast in this, but they're the big ones. Yeah. So going in, so I've only seen The Shining a couple times ever. I saw it probably when I was first 17, I think. I was like 16 or 17. I actually remember this. It had been you know snowing for a few days, and after a long day of sledding, some friends and I, I think just went down to Blockbuster. For those that know what it is, Blockbuster used to be this thing called a video store. Where you rented VHS tapes? Yep. Anyway, we went down, we rented The Shining, went back to our house, and we watched The Shining that night. And there was four of us, and a couple of my friends, Trevor and Tyler, were able to spend the night, but our friend Daniel had to walk home that night. It was kind of funny, because, you know, it's kind of, you know, you get done watching this movie. We all just had chills after this movie, and he had to walk home in the snow, in the dark, at two in the morning. I just remember we talked to him the next day, and he's like, I never ran so fast in my life. <laughs> it was so good. That's awesome. He's like, I just that movie just gave me the chills, and I ran the F home as fast as I could. That's that's awesome. But yeah, good stuff there. But yeah, so and then I didn't see The Shining till years later. I think was it two years ago we went and saw it on the big screen. I thought it was, was maybe it, two years. I thought it was last year. Maybe it was just last year. Maybe I've seen it. Maybe I've seen it like in the last three years twice on the big screen, but I know you, Shiloh, and I went. Yeah. Maybe that was just last year. I think it was last year. Yeah, I remember not liking it quite as much. I was like, this isn't what I remember it being for whatever reason. I don't know. Right. Needless to say, I'm still a fan of it. I still enjoy it. Jack Nicholson, awesome. So, yeah, when I heard there was a sequel coming, I was like, well, that's cool. And, yeah, we've been bombarded with these trailers. Probably almost every time I go to the movie theater, I see a trailer for this. Yeah. So, yeah, I've seen the trailer plenty of times and been looking forward to it, though. Yeah, and I guess one thing I was hoping that this movie would um, expand on is just how all the Shining stuff, like, everybody's powers work. Because I was just watching the first one. I just didn't really understand it that much on what was going on, per se. Right. Like, it's, you know, it's a dad that's kind of cabin fever kicking in. He's essentially, like, giving into his own insanity. Right. But there was, but all the other stuff going on in the hotel, I just, I don't know. It's just, it's just this stuff that doesn't get explained very well in the original Shining. Right. And maybe I just missed it all. I don't know. Maybe we need to watch it again. We'll see. Anyway. But yeah, going in, I was excited. 
And general thoughts here. I gotta say, I like this quite a bit. So I actually did see it twice in the last couple days. Why don't you tell us why? Well, I went on Sunday, so I only got five hours of sleep the night before. So five hours of sleep. Had a nice big breakfast, which was delicious though. French toast, sausage, eggs. Nice big hearty breakfast. And then went and sat in dark theater and all that together, just I was tired. I mean, talking you want to talk Dr. Sleep, yeah, I was tired. <laughs> He's like, Ian McGregor, put me to sleep. I was and I ended up falling asleep, I think, for a good ten minutes of it. Not bad, but it was just like beforehand too. I just I mean fighting to stay awake where you're just in that mode and it's just it's not fun. So yes, um you were seeing it last night, so I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna go see it again with Daniel because I just I want to watch it, you know, alert. So I did. And I got to say, awesome stuff. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Well well shot, I thought. Like, oh, very yeah. well shot. That was probably one of the highlights. It's like how well this was shot. It makes me just want to watch, because uh, I know Mike, was it Mike Flanagan is his name? The director? Yeah, yeah, Mike Flanagan. I've heard that he's done another Stephen King adaption, and he's also the one who directed the, a Netflix series like, hill house like it's another like creepy series Mm -hmm. but i just hear like everything that he shoots is just really really like like interesting at least but i really loved how this movie was shot yeah i mean he was he was great i thought the cast was great i liked emma gregor in this i liked rebecca ferguson as the uh rose the hat she was awesome uh yeah i would i have Really not too many complaints about this at all. I mean, it was a little long, sure, but it goes down smooth, though. There's, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what I would cut back. I don't, there's really nothing I would cut back. There's a lot of story, but there, it's really, I think it's very rewarding because it's a really good story. Mm -hmm. There's so many cool scenes and we'll get into that. But what were your kind of like going in thoughts and general thoughts? So going in thoughts, uh, I've only seen The Shining once. And the hard part for me is that like, even going into The Shining, I'm just like was kind of disappointed with it because like, you know, it's hyped up like this is amazing horror, like thriller genre, like Stanley a, Kubrick, yeah, yeah. like a, like uh, zeitgeist, like milestone. And so just watching it, I'm just like, I wasn't that impressed and I wanted to like it so bad, but I didn't or I wanted to love it so bad. And I just didn't. So I felt disappointed because, I mean, for me, I'm 26 now. I've seen like what. The Shining started and what like it generated and became. I've seen the movies that it inspired, which I do love, but like going back to the start, it's like oh, I've seen some people evolve on like how, like this how he evolved the genre at that time. But I really want to watch it again. Going into Doctor Sleep, I was like, even though I don't didn't love The Shining, everything about this movie, I'm like this looks really interesting. It looks really good, and even if it like disrespected The Shining it wouldn't hurt how I felt about the movie since I was kind of like, didn't fall in love with the original shining, but I did fall in love with this movie. I thought like as a sequel, I thought it was really good. It made sense. Like how it connects back to the original movie, especially not even the original story, but like specifically Stanley Kubrick's movie. They used his set designs to build up the overlook again, which I think is awesome. Uh, and but I did. I love this movie as a continuation and even as a standalone. I thought it was really good and really interesting. And I don't think you actually need to see The Shining to appreciate this movie. No, I don't think you really do. And yeah, I mean, 
other what I like about it too is this doesn't it takes place in the same world but it doesn't necessarily try to be Kubrickish. It's other similarities, but yes, but it doesn't still doesn't try to be like Kubrick. It doesn't try to be a Kubrick film like this. Uh, you know, Mike Flanagan. He's not trying to be Stanley Kubrick. No, and I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I mean, this all just deals with a whole bunch of things. I mean, you got different themes from you know dealing with death, you know, past relationships, like alcoholism. There's just a lot of themes I mean, going childhood on. Childhood trauma. I mean, it's one of the that right. developed into alcoholism. Right. Um, but yeah, let's. I mean, let's get into it. I, I mean, I gotta say, McGregor, I thought was just great in this role. It was just fun. It, it wasn't like a standout. Like this ain't no Oscar role by any means. But I do think he was well cast, and it was yeah. kind of fun to go to. The, I like the flashbacks of Danny uh, on his little bike going through the uh, halls, and yes. then I love. Sorry. I just want to interject. I love how they recreated because that's one of the most distinctive, like scenes I remember from The Shining was him riding through like carpet to hard floor, carpet to hard floor, where it's like no sound, like gush, and then no sound, gush. So I really like that because that like is one of the most distinctive sounds that I remember from The Shining. So I thought that was a good thing to include in this one too. That was a cool way to do that. And yeah, I'd seen the you know flashback of his mother, and actually uh, I don't know the actress's name here. Let me look it up. I actually like the gal they cast to play uh, his mother in this. As far as you know, it wasn't going to be the original actress, obviously. Yeah, that but, actually. But they didn't try to. I like. I kind of like that they didn't try to go the de aging route, and they just used that actress. That's the thing. Is like that kind of brought me out a little bit. Did it towards the beginning? Just because Shelley Duvall has like such a unique and specific look to her. That she doesn't really look like anyone else. Alex, Alex S-O? E-S-S-O-E? S-O? Anyway, I thought she was fine. But, but yeah, I liked seeing those flashbacks. Like when they when he went to... When they were watching uh, cartoons and he goes into the bathroom to take care of the old lady in the shower. Yeah. Some good moments there. Yeah, like I said, it brought me out a little bit. It's not really... It doesn't really drag down the movie. It just, it just brought... Yeah. It just like was a little bit like I well, don't know. It's just Shelley Duvall just has such a look, so I'm like even trying to stand and I'm like, okay. I mean I understand why and it doesn't hurt the movie. It just I'm just kinda like, okay. And then it moves on and then, you know, we're back in it. Yeah, she's not in it long. The first act, a little bit slow ish, but we're still like building up the story. There are some good good moments though. Like I actually really liked when they were recruiting that one gal at the movie theater. Yeah. That was a she cool was scene. cool. Uh, what was her character called? She was the, uh, what was her character called? Snakebite. Or, yeah, Snakebite, right? That, yeah, I think that's what Snake they called Snakebite Andy, there we go. I like I like that moment, though, where she's like, go to sleep. Yeah, and I like, and something, like, like you mentioned before, it's kind of interesting because, you know, like, in The Shining, it's very vague how The Shine actually works, and even, like, well, and that's what I appreciate about this movie. It explained things that, like, watching... Because when we watched it a couple of years ago in theaters, I was just like... I mean, like, I get it, and it's fun. I, you, you get, you, I guess you get lost watching Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Because it's Jack Nicholson. But, yeah. I mean, you get it. It's like, you know, I, cabin fever. Guy kind of goes crazy. Inner demons start to fall, come out. But, yeah. As far as, like, what The Shining, what's going on, as far as, like, the kid's powers and things like that you just kind of don't know what's going on yeah and i like how this in this one it kind of like shows you like it varies like they all seem to have like a small similarity in power set but some are more powerful than the uh, than others some shine brighter i guess yeah um 
which I thought was interesting. And that makes, that makes sense to me. Kind of like shows the diversity, like everybody, some people shine just a little and like how they have intuition, like very good intuition, but they don't ever think about it as being anything special. Mm-hmm. So I thought that's kind of interesting how they put that layer on the, the abilities, but some like uh, the, what was it? It was interesting to see too, how Dan, Dan, Danny, I don't know, he's been trying to like block, not necessarily block his abilities, but just block the past so much. I mean, he falls into alcoholism. I know the good, the first act does a good job, like setting it up, like his lifestyle, you know, drinking at the bars, picking fights at the bars and things like that. Like, I actually love that scene when he wakes up in the uh, next morning, he's got the gal next to him. It was actually a great part too, is when he's like, after he, you know, he, he realized that she probably stole his money. So he steals money from her. And then he's about to leave, and he notices the kid yeah. in the apartment. Like, what the hell? I know. It's just like, wow, this, this is a messed up lady's life. And you're also uh, have a messed up life right now, currently. Which, I mean, it's a great, like, se- it really just sets the moon. It's like, oh, like, you are at rock bottom, you know, for both the characters. Well, yeah, and that's why I thought it made it just such a good scene. And I, I like the attention to detail, too. He puts the kid on the bed, and he's got a dirty diaper. Yeah. It just, I mean, yeah. That Which he probably would, you know, hours neglected and just hanging out by himself. Exactly. But, yeah, I, I'm trying to think just like, I mean, we're still kind of like leaning into it, but I'm like, I, I really loved everything about this movie. Well, do you have some favorite scenes that you enjoyed? Um, I mean, let's say in the first act a little bit. I mean, far as favorite scene in the first act, I really enjoyed, um, you know, catching up with Danny as well as, uh, I like exploring the world with Rebecca Ferguson's character, Rose. Yeah. As well as just the whole snake bite Andy recruit scene, like in the theater and everything. I thought that was great. Yeah. Basically, her her ability is I tell you what to do and you do it. Yeah. Which seems, I know, yeah, she, like what they call her, a pusher. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, she has a very, like, specific, like, power set, like, or ability with the Shining. So, yeah, I really, I say, like, the snake bite Andy scene was really good. Yeah, I really just like. I think they did an amazing job introducing every single main character. Well, they they did a good job too explaining how if you got the shining or you know this power, if we kill you, we take your I don't know spirit. Essentially, a life force. Your life force, force. and we can live on longer if we do that. Yeah. Which yeah, stuff. That's stuff I never picked up in the first one at all. I've heard there's vast differences though between the book and the actual Kubrick movie too. So maybe a lot of that does get explained in the book, possibly. But yeah, it was just cool seeing it all. Um, Gosh, that scene I think it was in the middle of the second act when they recruit that baseball kid. Oh gosh. Yeah, when they just abduct him and straight up murder him. Yeah. Like that was that was hard to watch. Yeah, I saw it twice and that was hard to watch. Even the second time, I was kind of surprised. Like, I mean, yeah, it was rated R. But I'm like, this is a brutal scene. That's good to show, like how good that uh, Jacob Tremblay is. He's the kid from Room. He was in The Good Boys as well as Wonder. He is a great child actor. I think he just turned 13, so okay. getting to be a teen actor now. But man, is he good! Awesome. Yeah, I know. I haven't seen I mean, any of those he, movies. I really felt a kid was getting tortured. I was getting uncomfortable watching. Yeah, which I mean, isn't a neglect. Like, is which also like bolsters the movie even more like like i mean like yeah well, uh, you don't even have to see the knife inside of his stomach or anything you just see him screaming and you're like oh my god yeah like you literally see a torture scene of 
them torturing him, which I just like, I think like, especially a good horror movie, like it should make you feel at least a little bit uncomfortable. And that's oh, why yeah. when they were really well, pushing it. It took it. me back. I haven't seen something like this. It took me back to like 10 years ago with Slumdog Millionaire when they removed this kid's eyes. Oh, yeah. So brutal. Yeah. Like you just don't, you don't usually see that in movies because movies want to make money. And yeah. that kind of puts oh, a lot of gosh. people off from Crazy making money. But yeah, no, that was an insane scene, like really effective for like the story and motivating the characters too. Oh, I liked, I loved our introduction to uh, Abra. That's her name, right? Abra Stone. Yes. I liked the introduction to her powers when her mom's in the kitchen and sees all the utensils or all the yeah forks and spoons. spoons and everything on the uh, on the ceiling. I love when the magician's doing that too, and she's like, she's like, I can do that. And it's kind of like, yeah, good for you. <laughs> yeah, good for you. I'm like, I'm trying to do a show. Come on. It's your <laughs> so birthday, funny. but come on. But yeah, good reveal of her power. So just like all the silverware on top of the ceiling. That was cool. And then just come crashing down. Yeah. You know, I really like, honestly, uh, what was her name? Kylie Curran. I really thought her acting was really good. Yeah, I liked her a lot. I've never heard of her or seen her or anything that I'm aware of, but I liked her a lot. Yeah. And honestly, like, I like her acting was great. Um, and her like her character like i mean she's one of the she's obviously one of the main focal points of the entire story and i think like she did a great job i really loved like just like how you know like they do a good job of teeter tottering like she has like a lot like a very powerful shine into her mm-hmm. but they also show her vulnerability of still being like i think 13 or something like that right yeah and her and danny have Pretty similar shine ability, but yeah, it was kind of cool seeing them. Well, he so he goes to this new town to kind of start over. He's in rehab. He gets a job. He's got a new apartment, and that new apartment comes with a chalkboard wall. And yeah. it was cool seeing their back and forth like text dialogue through that wall. I thought that was really neat. Yeah, I like how they never erased anything on the chalk. They just keep it there. Mm-hmm. And you know, I guess how they explain that is like she has a very powerful shine, so she can like sense Danny. Because mm-hmm. he's pretty close in proximity to her, but I don't know. I I really like that. I really liked her character. She had a, a a quite a few like super badass moments that didn't feel forced. They were earned. Like they felt like I don't know. They felt just super cool. And I mean, I don't know if that bump, bumps into spoilers. Mm, I don't think so quite yet. No, but I mean, like, you see her... Yeah, we spo- I don't think we, we spoil anything yet. I, I kind of forgot about spoilers there for a second. I don't think we spoil anything yet. I think we're still kind of just setting up and talking about... Um, yeah, I'm trying to think, what before we talk spoilers, what could we talk about here? What is... Well, I like to mention, if, like, we're getting spoilers soon, what is the guy? The character name, Billy Freeman... Uh, played by Cliff Curtis. I thought he was probably one of the best characters in that too. Like he's kind of like a side character. He's a friend. He's totally normal. Doesn't have a shine or anything, but I thought he was a very good character to have helping uh, Dan, Danny Torrance, like getting through his uh, alcoholism and just like, I thought they built his character up very well. You know, and I really liked him. So I thought I definitely wanted to mention him. Yeah, I thought he was good. The whole cast was pretty good. I mean, Rebecca Person, my favorite MI6 agent ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Which one is she in? Is she in? She's from Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation, and Fallout. Oh, that is her. Okay. Yeah. She's the MI6 agent? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. But yeah, I, I loved her character quite a bit. Uh, Snakebite was awesome. Uh, the dude, who, who's the guy that was driving um, out Abra? Whatever his character's name was. His name Crow Daddy? Crow Daddy. Yeah. I liked him, too. Kind of interesting setup, though. So Rose and her friends, are just they kind of just travel all around, finding the other people who have the Shining so they can... I call it spirit because it's just like, you know, the way like... That's how it like... The way it like rises out of them. Yeah. And they call it steam. Steam. Yeah. The way the steam rises out of them. But yeah, they collect it in order just to like continue on living. Yeah. And yeah, when they die, they die good. We'll get oh, into yeah. that here in a little bit. But uh, should we go into spoilers here? I think we should go into spoilers. All right. From this point on, we are talking some spoilers here in five, four, three, two, one. Spoiler talk. Okay. Shining. Spoiler talk. So, yeah. So, now that we're in spoiler talk, um, do you, like, when this shit, okay. When the shit goes down in this movie, it just goes down. And, I mean, like. We had such, like, good stuff happening. Like, there were a f- few amazing sequences. Like, Rebecca Ferguson, like, essentially astral projecting herself, like, into uh, Abra's room. That and was how cool. that was shot. Like, it kind of felt like... It made me think of... Uh, not Insomnia. Um, Inception, Inception. A little bit. Just how it kind of, like... How the movement, how it's kind of, like, weird. And the then room. it, like, flips over. Mm-hmm but room revolving around the person it was very cool to watch those sequences and well when she's in the grocery store and they're communicating and she blasts her out of her mind through and shatters all the glass in the freezer yeah that was so cool i know like i like you said like uh kylie curran abra like awesome character and a great like character or actress choice to play the character like it's just it worked for me i loved it and i just I, I guess the only complaint I would say is like she doesn't seem as affected by her father's death as you would think she would, but it could also be like she's kind of in shock from this whole traumatic experience. Yeah, yeah, I kind of got that a little bit. Yeah, she could have been a little more. I mean, her dad was freaking murdered, yeah, knife through the heart, murdered. Yeah. Just terrible. Well, but she yeah. didn't see it, she didn't hear it, but she knows. I love the scene too. So. As far as these people dying, when um, Billy and Dan are picking them off, I thought that was just a great sequence. There was an amazing sequence. And also, like, you kind of forget, like, because uh, Billy seems, like, very capable. Like, obviously, he's a capable hunter. Like, he's a good guy. And he's, like, just, he knows what he's doing for the most part. I guess he's also wandering into the unknown because he no idea about supernatural powers until, like, right. like that day. He's like, I'm going to tell you something. You're either going to think I'm full of shit and crazy or you just have to come along with it i don't know i forget how he worded it but it was like yeah it's something i'm gonna tell you but like okay so we have the pusher uh snake by andy like like they essentially set a trap for everybody except for uh rose the hat and they pick them off with rifles from like a tree line and they get all of them Except for Snakebite Andy. You know, like, she tries to put da- make Danny go to bed or go to sleep just by telling him, like, you're getting sleepy. Like, go to sleep. But he, since he has a shine and he's obviously, like, had it for years. So I think it's, like, decently strong that it takes her a while to get him subdued. 
And so you're like, oh yeah, like, yeah, you can resist. But I'm like, only if you have a strong shine because that's how we get Billy just kills himself because she's like literally on the ground, like about to die. She's like, kill yourself. And he just immediately just like goes, it's like not drawn out at all. It's just immediate, just shoots himself in the face. Yep. I actually like gasped at that. I'm like, oh shit, I loved Billy. But I'm like, it kind of just. I kind of noticed that. Yeah, I'm just like, oh my god, like it was a big moment for me, and I'm just like, I loved Billy. He was a great character, but also like shows like, you know, like if you have a powerful shine versus someone with no shine, like what are you gonna do? Right. Yeah, that was. I was just thinking, like, why didn't she tell Dan to kill himself? But he was out of bullets, so it wouldn't have worked. I mean, he still could have tried bashing his head in or something like that. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, that was just great. Put you to sleep, and then she's like, kill yourself, and. I mean, and that was like right when she was almost dead. Cause she had a couple bullets in her. She was on the verge of dying, and then like last gasp was like, "Kill yourself." And he was like, Poof. "Yeah." It's like, bam. I know. Just like, like I said, like no fanfare, not slow, just immediate. And I'm like, that's what kind of was most surprising. Just immediate. I thought Danny was gonna save him for a yeah. sec. <laughs> I was like, "Dang, we just lost him." But all right, all right. Oh gosh, that I mean, I love that. That was probably scene. like the most powerful scene for me. One one thing I love too. Uh, this is when Rose the Hat is looking for. Her. She's flying above the earth. There's a really cool shot too, where it's not necessarily. It's not a. It's like horizontal. Hor- it's, well, it's not horizontal. Or it's vertical. It's not horizontal. She's flying above the earth like Superman, but instead of showing it like that, they show it's a vertical shot of her flying with the earth next uh, in front of her. It just looks really cool. Yeah. A lot of cool shots there. But yeah, I love that scene though, where she goes and visits her in a room, and then she gets. Knocked out of her head and they're like smack dab knocks her off her trailer. She's on her because she's on the top yes, of the trailer. Yes, that was amazing. <laughs> like, man, it's honestly like this movie is just it's great through and through. There's a lot of good satisfying things like that that happen. Yeah, like you don't. I don't know. Like it's it's just, I don't know how else to say. It. Like it's just a really well made movie. Well, Even if it's not for you, I think you can appreciate. Well, and when when they kill uh, the Bradley Trevor kid the baseball kid yeah and danny's sleeping and all of a sudden just out of the uh chalkboard and just red rum, rum. well yeah. oh yeah. it says red, red rum. well red rum and his reflection of the mirror right because that's the first thing you see is red rum which was awesome like that was i love that callback is red, rum. red rum i know and i just love how it's used in that way instead of it being you know it's i don't know there's a lot to love like you said you'll have a deeper appreciation for this movie if you've seen the shining but even if you haven't, I think you would get something out of this movie. I did too. So yeah, I guess let's move on to the final act here. So we eventually we make our way to the hotel, which actually kind of counts as like my biggest surprise. Is I was surprised that they didn't go to the Overlook until the very end of the movie, mm-hmm. like the last of the third act. But also, I think that's also just a smart decision, because you know, or else you're like you might be like, Oh, if you spent like half the movie at the, at, (laughs) at the overlook hotel, you could be like nostalgia baiting, but I feel like they did it tastefully and well that it worked with the story without it feeling like, look, remember the shining. But I don't know. I really, I really liked the sequences in the overlook. Oh, good moments though. Cause yeah, he leaves her in the car. Like you keep an eye out for her. Keep the car warm. He goes inside. He starts Everywhere he goes, lights start flickering and turning on. He goes to the generator room, turns the power on, and there's just cool sequences, cool throwbacks as him walk through the tell. When he goes to the ballroom in the bar and everything, like cool sequence there, where he's like talking to his dad. 
Yeah, which I thought was very cool. Like they still use the same character name that uh, Jack Nicholson talked to. Lloyd is the bartender. But like when it zoomed out, I'm like, that doesn't look like the guy. It looks more like Jack Nicholson. And they even like say, like he even mentioned that like he knows that he's talking to like his dad Mm -hmm. stuck at the Overlook. So I thought that was really good. Really loved that. And of course they got to bring back the maze. Yes. Which was an amazing sequence. That was cool. Yeah. And I just love how he like goes in. He's like, you know, like keeps the girl outside. She's like, this place is evil and it's bad for people like you and me. So he goes in and he says he has to wake it up. And I like how as he's walking through everything, like lights are just lighting up as he's moving through the hotel. Like it's reacting to his like aura or power. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I really like that. I thought that was awesome. That was a cool part. Everything on the stairway. Of course, we get the classic axe again. That was cool. Yes. <laughs> that was <laughs> cool seeing Danny holding that. That was actually one of my small nitpicks is that axe looked brand new. Like just fresh out of the box. I think it was though. Maybe I don't, I don't think it's supposed to be the exact same act to use. I think because it was in a fresh case that had been, you know, just not tampered with. So I think it was supposed to be just a fresh, brand new axe. Maybe I guess I like everything else. I don't think it's supposed to be the dusty. exact same one as Dad used. Okay, but yeah, it's just been reserved in a case, so yeah, it wasn't dirty or anything. Okay, rusty. It was good. Yeah, good sequence there. I mean, just everything like all the. Uh, what do you even call these people? The ones that attacked the hat? I don't know. They're like essentially like specters. Like they're spirits trapped in the hotel that are hungry for like essentially interaction slash. And especially like they can feed off the power of the shine is essentially what I got so from it. They take out Rose. Good sequence there. And then, yeah, they go for Danny though. I know. I was, I was kind of surprised that I'm like, I wasn't sure. Like, I don't mean, I've never read the book. I didn't know how it ended. I'm like, does Danny live? Does he die? Do these like things just kill him right here and there? Uh, but so I'm like, let's like, like suspense. I'm like, I don't know how this ends. So I don't, I, I'm worried for every single one of these characters. Cause especially since Stephen King is known for his unhappy endings. Mm-hmm. But you know, as far as like, even how it ends, it still seems like it has a decently happy ending. I'd say overall. Yeah. But Okay, well, um, we should probably start wrapping this up here. I, I guess yeah. overall thoughts. Did you enjoy yourself? Sounds like you had a good time. I love this. Like this is probably already in my consideration for top movie of the year. Nice. All right. Yeah, I gotta say I enjoyed myself quite a bit too. And I don't know if I'm honest. Maybe it's because they explain more how Shining and the people and their powers work in this one. Right. I think I I kind of like this one better than The Shining. If if I'm honest. You know, I think that's a fair thing to say. I think it's just things are better explained. There's still just, it goes down smoother too. The Shining, I think, is another two and a half hour movie, and this one just goes down smoother. Now, granted, you got the legendary Jack Nicholson. I'm not knocking that, and I'm not knocking The Shining either. I just think I like Doctor Sleep just a little bit more. I think, I mean, like I said, the storytelling in this is amazing. Well, obviously, Stanley Kubrick knows how to tell a fucking story too. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like. I think just because the shining was overhyped for me that I wanted to love it. And just because I've already seen the evolution that the, it brought on that I didn't love it as much as I thought I would. But like, this is actually like kind of the perfect example. Like the shining brought on an evolution of the horror genre and like Dr. Sleep is like part of that evolution. So I'm not saying it's better or worse, but I got to say like, it's just, it's different and it's like a product 
of The Shining still. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. All right. So, yeah, I think for me, I don't know. Overall, I was going to say 8 out of 10 for entertainment-wise. I mean, there's some really cool sequences that happen in this. And they keep it going with really good cinematography. I mean, I enjoy myself. Two and a half hours goes down pretty smooth. Both settings I was in, it went down smooth. Um, it was nice when I was less tired for the second one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I think overall, uh, grade-wise, I give this an A-. minus. Okay. Well, for me, I'm just going to give a straight A+. Plus. Like, I really love this movie. thought that the acting through and through was great. I thought the storytelling was great. How it was shot was great. Like, it's just ticking all my boxes. The small nitpick is... It drags a little bit, about an hour, hour and a half in. Like, I think that second act drags just a little, but I think not too long that it brings down the movie. Okay. Oh, one thing I forgot to talk about is when uh, the gentleman is dry. one of the gang members is driving Abra, and she's having that, because um, she's been drugged, so she can't use her powers, And but Ian McGregor, um, Danny, is talking to her. Anyway, when he gets him to crash the car, Dude, that's yeah, that that's sequence was so good. <laughs> anyway, I just want to mention that real quick. So yes, there we go. We have a A plus and an A minus for Doctor Sleep. And yeah, I think this is definitely in my top ten for sure for better movies this year. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, well, Daniel, let's uh, move on here and let's talk some Rotten Tomato game. Do All some right. gambling. It's a fun part of the show. Here we go. So last week we gambled on Midway. Yes. At the time, did. I don't believe it had any Rotten Tomato score. You said 60, if I recall. Let me double check. I said 60. And I said 57. That's right. So, yeah, two, three days before it's released, it had zero score. So what does it have now? Well, let's see. So, let's see. Make sure this is the 2019 one. All right, so critical consensus on Midway 2019 with 112 uh, critic reviews. It's sitting at 42%. Mm. Making me the winner. Cool. All right, good to sign Daniel movie. So, trying to think here. We've been kind of keeping up with trying to keep up with themes here for Daniel. Kind of going back to Blow, I guess. I made you watch a Giant Depp's Blow, then I made you watch another Giant Depp movie. Ed Wood, then I made you watch one of Ed Wood's movies. I think, I guess, keep with the theme of how are we going to get from Plan 9 from Outer Space to something else? Black and white. So I'm going to have you, Daniel, this week. You're going to, but don't worry. It's not going to be an Ed Wood movie again. Oh, good. You're going to watch Martin Scorsese's Raging Bull. It's streaming on Netflix right now. It's number four of the AFI Top 100. Watch Scorsese's Raging Bull. Starring Robert De Niro. Sweet. All right. Well, I'll watch it. Raging Bull. Raging Bull. Sweet. It's been on my list. It's on the AFI Top 100. Knock another one out. Yep. All right. So, what do we gamble on this week, Daniel? Oof, Lady so and the Tramp? We knocked her out. I would kind of like to gamble on the Lady and the let's Tramp Let's just do that. Movie. Yeah, let's do Lady and the Tramp. Okay. All right. Disney movie. Disney remake. Disney Plus. Hmm. So This I'm one didn't look terrible i don't know if it's gonna be like a plus material it didn't look bad absolutely but not a plus material what no, are you talking about i don't know i don't know i think critics are still gonna like it a little bit here i said 71 53 53 okay 71 53 so 
And this got released today on today. Disney+. Plus. So, yes. What is Lady and the Tramp 2019 sitting at? Mm. Let's find out. Okay. Lady and the, Lady and the Tramp 2019. 33 reviews. 64%. Whew. Okay. So? That's kind of right there in the middle. Because what did you say? 53. 53. So I got 11% away. All right. Well, I would in a week, this could, that could teeter-totter either direction, Daniel. So that's going to be a close one next week. Yeah. That'll be interesting. All right, cool. Well, let's oh wrap this up here, Daniel. Sorry, I'm just going to mention, apparently Tessa Thompson is lady. I didn't know that. Oh, really? Yeah. That's pretty great. All right. And Sam Elliott is in Oh, my God. <laughs> There's a lot of people in that. All right, cool. Well, let's uh, let's get out of here, Daniel, because uh, we got some Mandalorian to go watch. Hopefully, if we can get in, <sighs> I think it'll work. All right, let's wrap this up. Where can they find us, Daniel? You can find us online on Instagram and Twitter, movies underscore brews. Uh, let us know what you thought of Doctor Sleep. Loved it, hate it, and if you are interested, go see it. It didn't make enough money. And it didn't make a lot of money this weekend. Uh, yeah, that's something we didn't talk about. I was very disappointed in the box office for it this weekend. I thought for sure it was going to kill it. Like I think make, it was only I, 18 million. I thought it was going to have like a 30 plus opening weekend. That Yeah, it just, it should have. It deserves it. It's a great storytelling movie. So definitely go see it. Show it some love. I was kind of happy to see Dark Fate go from first to fifth. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, check it out. It's a good movie. See it before it's out of theaters. And. Yeah, I mean, let us know, too, if you liked it better than the original Shining, liked it less, let us know. Uh, I just want to say thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. Thank you for all the downloads. Thank you for sharing with friends. Uh, continue to do that. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That definitely helps the show. And we'll talk to you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers! Cheers.